Hello and welcome to Golska, the Polish football podcast. I'm Daniel and I'm sadly not joined by Kuba today. He travels a lot for work, so it was bound to happen at some point. Happy Flag Day yesterday and Constitution Today to our Polish listeners. This is our first episode where we're recording day of and basically immediately releasing, so hopefully it goes well. We'll be doing episodes like this for major domestic games and most Poland national team matches in the future. So yesterday, by the time you are listening to this, was the 68th Puchar Polski final in Warsaw. Uh, and boy, it was a final to remember, at least if you are a Raku Czestochowa supporter, as they notched their second ever and second straight Polish Cup trophy. Raku won 3-1 over Lech Poznań at an eerily quiet stadium Narodowy. If you do or don't know what I'm talking about, well, we'll get to it later, don't worry. Um, But we will, of course, start with the football. We are a soccer podcast after all. So Raku got off to an early start in the sixth minute when Dion Sorescu sent in a through ball from deep Vladislav Gutskovskis, who was one on-one with Lubomir Shotka to the left of the goal. Gutkovskis cut in towards the center and took it with his right foot, beating Vanderhart in goal for Lech Poznań. He slid it in perfectly to the right side of the netting. Very impressive indeed. And just five and a half minutes into the match, Rakuv were up one. Jumping to the 36th minute, Lech Poznań were again playing a high-pressing defense, which is what got them caught over the top in their first conceded goal. Joe Pereira... Poznań's right back had a bad first touch on a ball as they were moving the ball around Poznań's back four. Uh, this set up a two-on-two where Evie Lopez played a perfect through ball to Matiuj Vodoviak, who was full-on sprinting down the center of the field between his defenders. Vodoviak was very fast and got one-on-one with Mickey Vanderhart, who was beat again to the right side. Vodoviak slotted it in perfectly to the same side netting as that first goal. And in the 36th minute, Rakuv are up 2-0 to Poznań. And things were starting to look pretty dark for Poznań then, as their defense just looked stunned going into halftime. When we came back after halftime, Joel Pereira was subbed off. He was replaced by uh, Drew Amaral. Now, it's not surprising that this replacement was made, it was surprising that Amaral wasn't starting, actually. He's, of course, Poznan's second best score to Mikkel Eschik, and I think Lech Poznan came to regret this by halftime, uh, not starting him, but lucky for them, he comes on the field ready to go. It only takes Amaral seven minutes to make his permanent mark on the match once he comes in, so Lech Poznan had the ball, trying to find a hole in the Rakuv defense, the ball was launched and punched away by Kasper Trelovsky in goal for Rakuv, headed by Ishak and a Rakuv head, and is launched toward the goal by David Kovnatsky of Poznan. And who else but Joe Omaral gets the glancing header to direct the ball in. Completely unstoppable finish. Um, obviously the right thing to bring him on when they did, but he probably should have been in the starting lineup. There was hope then with that 52nd minute goal for Lech Poznań as they were down 2-1 to one after a dreadful first half. They could see some daylight, 
but it was not meant to be. Uh, the game slows down considerably. Raku shows some masterclass in maintaining plenty of possession. Uh, Lekpose 9 did have some chances, but in the 76th minute, what seems like surely the end of Lekpose 9's dreams did happen. On the right side of the 18, Fronturor dribbled it in, slanted a short pass across to none other than Extraclass's star goal scorer, Evie Lopez, who cut right on Let Posnine's midfielder, Jesper Karlstrom, rocketed the ball through Antonio Milic's legs and passed Vanderhart to find the left side of the netting. So at the 76th minute, Rockover up 3-1, to one, and that is how they will end the game. Uh, Evie Lopez is subbed off to a standing ovation in the 83rd minute. Rakuv do finish the match uh, with 10 on the field as Yaku Barak, um, who was just subbed on for Evie Lopez, is sent off after a particularly nasty studs-up tackle in the 88th minute. Um, but Rakuv have won their second Pukhar Polski in two years. Evie Lopez very deservedly won the um, man of the match with the nail in the coffin goal and the 36-minute assist. So full congratulations from us to Rakuv Chestova. They were definitely the better team, maintained plenty of the possession, were stronger on the counter, and really did a good job of taking advantage of Lech Poznań's mistakes. They definitely continue to prove themselves to be the best football club in Poland. So Rakuv are guaranteed a spot in the Europa Conference League. Really never in doubt that they would get at least Europa Conference League by being the top three in the extra class of table uh, by winning the Puchar Polski. Uh, the Polish Cup winner does go on to um, a guaranteed spot in the Europa Conference League. And let Poznań continue their drought they have lost five now in a row, 2011, 2015, 2016, 2017, and now 2022, all losses in the last decade for Lech Poznań. On to the controversy. Certainly not what we live for when we talk about football, but there is always some, isn't there? And it can be exciting or infuriating when it happens. Uh, in this case, I think it lands on the infuriating side. It is being called the scandal at the Polish Cup final. People are asking who is the Polish Cup really played for? And is it the reason that the Polish Cup did not feel like a Polish Cup? If you had the opportunity to watch the match, you might have noticed on um, that Rakuv supporters end on the right side of your screen, it was pretty empty and filled up quite slowly. And then on the left side of your screen, Lech Poznań's end was completely empty the whole match. Well, you might have heard that Warsaw Mayor Rafał Tchaikovsky and the state fire service banned flags or banners larger than two meters by one and a half meters in Stadion Nordovi. Now, this goes against everything about Polish football supporter culture. Uh, Poland is a proud TIFO-making, flair-wielding country, and this decision, frankly, stabs directly into the heart of that supporter culture. Polish fans are not keen on backing down either, so instead of being orderly and following the rules, uh, Lech Poznań fans in particularly, along with a number of Raku supporters, refused to enter the stadium without their typical banners. It's hard to say really if the gates were blocked for them, or if this turned into a sit-in or a protest, probably a bit of both, um, but frankly, 
None of the Let Poznan supporters section ended up getting in the stadium, and many Raku supporters were left outside as well. Now, there's not animosity between these club supporter sections, um, and I have not seen any reports of issues on that front, and they were at different gates at different ends of the stadium. But there certainly was some animosity between supporters and police. Uh, Typical stories, pictures, and videos of police with horses, clubs, tear gas, objects being thrown all the typical deal. There were reportedly upwards of 20,000 people who arrived at the stadium on match day with tickets that did not get in. Um, And to be clear, this isn't all um, the ultra super fans who, you know, you expect your typical crowd of, of people to, to stage a protest to be, there were plenty of, of children here in this group. Um, just look at the pictures online. This is families. This is this is not just um, just the hardcore group that you might expect. So regardless of the merit of the decision, um, safety, whatever it is, there was certainly not enough discussions with the clubs and fans, and people were rightfully angry. Uh, the Polish Cup is not always held in Warsaw, and and not at the Stadion Narodowy. So. This was a local decision that I think it's safe to say is not how things will always be. Um, and if anything, for Varsava, they just lost the opportunity to host the Cup in future years. So genuinely a sad situation. The game definitely felt like it was missing something. And it's a stark reminder to match organizers, sponsors, the media, politician, and clubs that the game is really for the fans and all about the fans. Time for our Extra Classa Weekend in Review. The action might have been a little less exciting this weekend with our top three clubs, Rakuv, Lekpoznain, and Pogonstechen, having already completed their Week 31 matches. But there's still plenty of interesting stuff to keep an eye on if you're following the relegation fight. And it's worth noting that it's almost a guarantee that instead of the top three spots in the extra class leading a European play, the top four will. So with Rakuv winning the cup and save something catastrophic happening at Rakuv, staying in the top three of the table will guarantee a fourth place spot in the extra class a ticket to the Europa Conference League play. So fourth place is currently being contested by Lekia Gdańsk and P.S. Glavitsa. Really, either of those teams could end up going on to the Europa Conference League now. To jump into the games, Varta Poznań lost 2-3 to three against P.S. Glavitsa, so they're just three points behind Lekia Gdańsk as Lekia draw Zegwebi Lubin 2-2. Two two. Grunig Zabza and Rodomiak Radam had a nil-nil draw. Jagielonia and Slak Wroclaw drew 1-1. Stalmielitz beat Legia Warsaw 2-1. Brukbet beat P- Visla Płock 1-0. And with two straight wins, Brukbet and Chechia are doing everything they can to lunge out of that relegation zone. And in the so-called Holy War in Krakow, Quite possibly Poland's greatest rivalry, Krakowia and Wisła Kraków draw nil-nil. Wisła Kraków need results as they are not a club accustomed to relegation battles. And to deep dive a little bit into relegation with just three weeks left, uh, 9 of 18, yes, 
half of the table is still mathematically able to be relegated with just three matches left to be played for each club. So just to run through them all, Stelmielitz, Varta Poznań, and Legia Varsava have 36 points. Jagiellonia have 35. And then in the most dangerous area, Slansk Wroclaw have 33. Zagwebi Lubin have 32. Wisła Kraków and Brukbeck Nicecia have 30 each. And Gurnik is at the bottom of the table with 27. We'll talk more about this in the future, but it has to be noted um, that there aren't that many bad teams in the extra classa. It's just the competition is very even across the board. So Rakuv and Lech Poznan have 65 points, 19 wins, 8 draws, and 4 losses apiece. And last position, Gornik Wensna have 27 points, 6 wins, 9 draws, and 16 losses in last. So this is just a very competitive league. That's why so many teams are are still able to get relegated this late in the season. So lots of exciting football to be played. Every game matters when the title is almost bound to be decided between the last week or two, and we're extremely likely to have an extra European competition seat to contend for, and half of the league is still fighting against relegation. That is all for today's episode of the Polish Football Podcast, Golska. Thank you so much for listening. Please leave us a rating and review wherever you like to listen. Follow us on Twitter at Golska Podcast to keep up with the pod and Polish soccer. And always feel free to shoot us an email at golskapodcast at gmail.com. See you next time.